Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Come on, how about our Faith Kids Dream Team? Mr. Josh, Miss Faith, all those who are a part of that. Come on, amen. So good, so good, so good, so good. As they head back to go learn some more about Jesus, turn around and tell about three people this morning you're glad they're in church. Amen, would you do that? Come on, would you tell about three people you're glad they're in church this morning? Come on, amen, amen, amen. What a beautiful, beautiful group of folks here on this special day. And uh, again, I want to thank you for being here. Welcome each of you, and I'm excited to have you. Uh, if you're with us for the first time this morning, we hope you've already encountered the presence of the Lord. Or maybe it's been a while since you've been here. We just, again, are just, we love getting together worshiping Jesus, and we're so excited to have you. If you're here uh, new for the first time with us, make sure you stop by Connections. We'd love to, again, meet you, give you a gift, get to know you a little better. And so, again, stop by there if you would. That'd be wonderful. But, again, just thank you for all those who are part of what, uh, making what we do here, making Jesus known happen week in, week out. I love our dream teams. Again, thankful for all those who serve and are a part of what, again, God is doing here. So thank you for that. But can we let our first-time guests know, if we, again, we're glad they're here. That's so cool, man. And uh, if you're joining us for the first time there at home, again, welcome to our online family as well. Make sure if you're watching online, you let us know where you're at. We always, again, comment. Uh, just, again, say hello to us. Let us know where you're worshiping from. Great way to connect. So, again, thank you for being there. wish you were here, but thank you for being there. Amen. Well, uh, again, don't forget tomorrow, a uh, very special day. Um, it's a Memorial Day, and so it is a time where we take and remember and uh, the sacrifice that was, was made by many to give us the freedoms we have as a nation. Amen. And so, again, I hope that you will do that tomorrow and remember and, again, reflect, pray for families that have been affected by that, churches that have been affected by that. And so, again, but what a, what a again, a special day tomorrow, so make sure you do that. I'm excited next week. Lord's giving me a word, uh, and uh, as we talk about remembrance, uh, it's a message God's put on my heart called "Lord, Remember Me." And uh, so I, I hope you'll come be here next week. I really believe God's going to speak in this room, and so but I want you to be here for that. But again, take time tomorrow to remember those. Pray for all those affected by that. But again, I'm thankful for today. This is a special day. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what today is. You may not know this, but we're going to talk about what this day is. And it is a very special day. But I want you to do this first. I want you to grab your Bibles, if you brought those at church, and turn with me to John chapter 14. Amen. John chapter 14. Hadn't got to say that in a couple of weeks. Been sitting back enjoying Mother's Day, enjoying our graduates last week. So excited to get back and say that today. But again, turn to John chapter 14. Uh, if you're a YouVersion Bible app user, uh, there is a live event taking place right now on your mobile device that you can jump in on by clicking more than events. And you'll find it right there. Amen? But uh, John chapter 14, if your neighbor's uh, still looking, can help them. Just help them out. Just make sure, again, if you help them, if, they, if they're still trying to figure this thing out. It's in the New Testament, one of the Gospels, and uh, they're the first four of the, of, of the New Testament. But John chapter 14, I want to read verses 12 through 18 today. And, um, and I want you to, as I read this, make sure you pick up 
on a prayer that's going to be prayed. All right? Make sure, again, because we're in this series called When You Pray. But So make sure you pick up on what's going to be prayed today in this. In this. So these are red letters. Uh, if you don't know, that's the, that's the words Jesus spoke while he was here on earth. And uh, God's stepping out of heaven, coming to earth in the form of man. And uh, Pastor Bill was talking about he takes on the sin of the, war, the world. We were singing about that, defeated death in the, in the grave. Amen? Come on, and is, and is alive now. And so, uh, so, again, we celebrate that. But this is words that he spoke while he was here, just a short time before he goes and uh, to be with the Father. But this is his words. He said in verse 12, he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Come on, somebody. That's, that's cool. I mean, Jesus did some stuff. Amen. There were some amazing things that he did. And he goes on to say this. Jesus said it. So don't, don't again, don't doubt it. He said, and greater works than these he will do. What? Amen. Because I go to the Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. When you're doing the work of God, the glory happens, uh, and again, in the Son to the Father. So if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. He's talking about who's going to come. They already know him. This is wild. So if you've never read this and thought about this, he's, he's talking about someone. And he says, you already know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. You know they're freaking out by now. Like, what? All right, like, I, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Let's pray right there. So would you join me? So, Father, we thank you today for your presence. We thank you for the helper, the comforter, the friend, the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for coming. And I ask that you would just pour your spirit out in this place. Bless every person in this room. Bless every person online right now. And I ask you, Lord, to save today, to heal today, deliver today, to set free today. In Jesus' name, would you say it with me? Amen. 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 If you don't know, we're in a series called When You Pray. Amen. And uh, it has been, I've been having a good time looking and teaching and studying different prayers that we see in Scripture. How many of those prayers powerful? Come on, it is powerful. And when you pray, man, things happen. And I, I love this. Today we're praying together. We're worshiping together in a free nation. And we have the, we have the opportunity to do that. Amen. And people gave lives for that. And, and some people will say, well, they're going to take that from us. And I'm going to say this. There, there are still people that will give their life. Amen. To protect those freedoms that we have today. Amen. So especially in South Carolina. Amen. Uh, you know, we, we see videos and things that are happening in other parts of America a lot of times. And, and I'm saying, I bet that ain't in South Carolina. You know, so again, we, we, we're in a good area. And so again, I, we're very blessed to be a part of what God is doing here in the South. And again, if you're watching up north, 
I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, just, you know, again, they keep coming here for a reason. Amen. But uh, no, we, we are, again, we're thankful for that. But I'm excited about today, um, the, the timing of today. And I know this is a weekend where we're going to be remembering and reflecting and all those sorts of things. But this is, this is an important Sunday. Uh, if you don't know and not familiar today with what uh, this, this Sunday is, um, this is a Sunday where we celebrate the prayer that Jesus prayed. And again, that's why I don't know if you've ever caught that, that this is a prayer that Jesus prays. And this today is the title of this message is Pray for Pentecost. All right, pray for Pentecost. And so that, that title will make a little more sense in a few moments as we, as we go a little bit deeper. But Jesus prays. We've learned this. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. He taught them how to pray. But Jesus also prayed. And we saw today in our main text an actual prayer that he prays. According to his words, Jesus prayed. Now what Jesus prays is this. He prays that the helper, the Holy Spirit, will come. I don't know about you. I need the Holy Spirit now more than I've ever needed him before in my life. Amen. I, I need him now more than ever. And so again, and so the, the day that we celebrate that is actually today, whether you may know this or not, this is called Pentecost Sunday. Come on. Amen. This is called Pentecost. Now you can read, and we're going to look at Acts 1 in a moment, but read Acts 2 this week and look at in Acts 2 that Holy Spirit coming onto the scene. What happens when he shows up? It happens on the day of Pentecost. And so again, it is what we celebrate today. So tell your neighbor, happy Pentecost Sunday. <clears throat> Amen. Happy Pentecost Sunday. We tell happy Thanksgiving and happy, happy this and happy Easter, all that kind of stuff, man. But, but this is a time, this is the time where on that day in Acts 2, not only was the Holy Spirit showing up, but Pentecost was the celebration of the beginning of the harvest season. I don't know about you. I, I, I sense in my heart, it's harvest time. Amen. There, there are some things that some of you have been sowing and, and, and putting in the ground and some prayers that you've been praying, some things that you've been believing for, that you're going to start seeing that thing pop up out of the ground. You're going to start seeing some fruit that you're going to be able to harvest and receive. Amen. I love it. Faith is, is our gardener, and, and this is not a put down. She, you know, somebody's like, man, you gave her a heart. This is a great thing, man. And I love it. She brought in the other day, she had this bowl, and it had it has some fruit inside of it. It has some things in there. She was like, look at harvest. Look what we got. And I was like, you go, girl. That's awesome. Amen. But it's harvest time. And I believe it's harvest time spiritually. And so again, and again, if you don't know, Jesus was resurrected. It's the day we celebrate Easter. We celebrate the resurrection Sunday of Jesus. He comes and he's on the scene for 40 days. And he is like, man, during those 40 days, revealing his resurrected self, to all kind of folk. Amen. Because so it wasn't just one or two. That could get twisted. He showed himself to hundreds and he showed himself to crowds and to masses and, and to people. So again, that this story again of the resurrection could last throughout all eternity. And so people did this. They began to give their life after they saw this resurrected Jesus. And so again, we see that. But then we know this. We know that now after again that those 40 days, he ascends to heaven and then he, he prays something that 10 days later comes to pass and it's on the day of Pentecost. And it's again, it's on this day that this was what I, 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 I term to have heard it termed this way. It was the birth of the church. It was the birth of the church. 
So happy birthday. Amen. If you're part of this thing, happy birthday. Like, man, I don't thought I only have one of you. Happy birthday. And again, the Holy Spirit comes and the church began. Now, I, I've, I've done this. has been a personal journey. My personal journey is this. I, I feel like for a long time, earlier on in my walk, um, I, I had to get an encounter with the Holy Spirit young. I, I read the Bible through young. And I, I felt like for a long time, I kind of like, especially earlier in ministry, I really kind of zeroed in on the spirit side of things. And I love, man, the spirit side of things. And I'm so thankful for that, for the Holy Spirit. I, I went through, I, I feel like a season where I really just dug deep in the word and just like, man, went hard after faith and just went deep into the scriptures of the word. And I'm getting older and still getting older and still learning. I, I feel like there has been for me, my personal journey, and I feel like I've watched it happen in this church. I've, I've seen what I believe happen is this beautiful merger of the importance of us understanding that the Spirit and the Word come together. Amen. They come together. And, and it is a beautiful thing when they come together. And what I love is this. They, they don't contradict one another. They complement each other. They work beautifully together. And so, again, as we look today and as we see Scripture, this was it. What we see today was Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost was an answer to Jesus' prayer. Have you ever thought about that? He prays this. He says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another. So I'm going to pray this happens, and then when this comes and happens, this is what unfolds. The Spirit of God comes onto the scene. Now, I just always just try to be real open, and it's just, you know, we're family here. So we talk about stuff that some churches may not talk about. But uh, I think sometimes, like, Pentecost can kind of, like, Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. And, and it, it can happen sometimes because of Pentecostals. All right, let me keep going. All right, so I just, but it can happen. You know, it does. It's, it, it, it can happen. Like some people, because, again, what can get connected to that? Now, uh, just... <laughs> We kind of got on a kick. We sort of, we watched, um, and then again, not knocking on me because I believe these are truly sincere folks. Um, I believe they're sincerely wrong, but we, we, we watched a snake handling uh, show, um, <laughs> series, video. I don't know what you want to call that. Um, it, it was folks who say, hey, we're Pentecostals and we handle snakes. How many is like, you're, you're spirit-filled, you're Pentecost, you're filled with the Spirit of God? Who's ever been asked that? I'm serious on that. Do y'all handle snakes at your church? Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all, do y'all handle snakes? We're like, nah, dog. The only thing we do with snakes, we don't handle them. We put them under our feet. Amen. And that's where they're at. Amen. That's the only serpent we mess with is the one that's under our feet, and we keep him there. Amen. We put him hard down on the head. But, but it, is, it is wild because a lot of times people can kind of like go, it can mess with people. The truth is this, though. The truth is, also, Christians have done that with Christ. Because of sometimes, again, we as Christians, because we're people, we're flawed people, we're messed up folks who really need a Savior, who really need the Jesus we've been singing about and push hard around here. We need him so much. And as a result, a lot of times, like, you know, even Christians have kind of given Christ a bad name. And Christ, listen, 
He's the name above all names. Amen. And so again, and, and it hurts me. It just hurts my heart. A quote that Mahatma Gandhi, Gandhi, who again, many have known, well known. This hurts my heart of what he said. He said, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to be that as a Christian. And I know a lot of times Christians have hurt the name of Christ. Churches have hurt the name of Christ. And again, because again, it's flawed people. But listen, I, I want every person to know and understand that Christ, a person may have hurt you, but Christ, listen, is one that you, who loves you so much that he gives his life for you on a cross, dies in your place for your sins. And so again, this is, but it happens. And again, it, it does, it hurts my heart. And it's tough. And so, again, if we've done that, if we've misrepresented in any way, we want to repent of those things. We want to go after God and really represent him well because once they get to know Jesus, everything changes. Everything changes. So, again, if, if Pentecostals have kind of messed this thing up, and, again, we as a spirit-filled church, again, we believe in, this, in the power of Pentecost and all that happens here. But I want you to understand something about this. I want you, to, again, to, we want to set everything aside and really just learn from God. And I don't want Pentecost to freak you out. Th this is what the word means. Now, it's deep. It's heavy. It means 50. Adam, 50, bro. I, I know. Yeah, I know. You're there now. <clears throat> yeah, it, it means. I can see why that would mess some, with some people. Freak some people out. You know, 50. You know, I was like, whoa, you know, that's, that's crazy. Oh, dude, it's just like 50 days. He shows up, Pentecost. For, just This is the time. Now, now we are just coming off of uh, our small group semester. That's in finishing up for many. And again, taking this, 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 this summer off, going to be jumping back in. I hope you're in a faith group when those kick back off. Amen. But but we started one this year, man, and, and we have uh, the 50s and up group. And this is the first time we've ever had this for the church. And I'm just going to say this about the 50s and up group. But it's not a competition. But our group's awesome. Yeah, come on. It just is, man. It's like we, we've had like young people wanting to be old. It's a true story. You had to, no, I don't, I, I, yeah. no, you wanted to be old. You wanted to hang out with us because, man, it has been awesome. But, but the Holy Spirit was like, I was, I was thinking about it, and he was like, man, this is a 50s group that everybody can be in, the Pentecostal group. <laughs> Come on, this is, a, this is a group that no matter your age, no matter your background, no matter your history, you can be a part of Pentecost. You can be a part of the Spirit of God showing up, coming onto the scene. And I want you to remember this. Again, even though some have messed up Pentecost, Jesus' disciples, the close ones, were Pentecostal. All right, so, don't, so let's don't let anything from the past freak us out. So, but this is what he does. Jesus prays, and when he prays, we pray, he prays to the Father, and this is what happens. The Holy Spirit comes. Now, this is when he comes. He comes when these people, the Scripture says, get in one mind and in one accord. And I love this because that one accord means one passion. Imagine a church with this many folks with one passion. That would they have one heart, one desire. And, and think for a moment, the very first Pentecost Sunday, again, celebrated over 2,000 years ago, they are just doing this. They're doing what Jesus said to do. Just get together. 
That's it. Like, go there and tarry. Go there and wait. Go there, get together. So all of these guys get together in this upper room, 120. They're like, man, we're not going anywhere. We're, he's given us something, and we, we're here to wait for it. And this is what's cool. He shows up. He comes onto the scene, and when he shows up, they didn't know what to expect. I feel like that every Sunday at Faith or New Church. Then I mean, like, we're just going to get together, show up, worship him, pray and believe, and he's just going to show up. And so I, I don't want to try to put something on there and say he has to do it our way. Amen, every time. So, again, I just want what he wants. And, again, it's just my heart. Then we get together, he's going to show up and he's going to move. Amen? He's here. And so it started, though, on Pentecost Sunday. So I want to give you this morning, if you're a note taker, you can write this down or you can follow right along on your version. It's on the screen as well. I want to look at, we're going to do these quickly, uh, but I, I want to look at four things today that Pentecost produces for the church. Four things today Pentecost produces for the church. The first one is this, is promise. It's promise. Now, the Holy Spirit coming onto the scene was a promise that was given by God. So I, I want you to just get that settled in your heart. I, we're going to be kind of just looking at it in our text in John 14. We're also going to look at Acts chapter 1, words that Jesus spoke. These are words that he speaks right before he ascends to heaven. And this is what he said in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. He says this, he says, And being assembled together with them. Again, just something about getting together and him being there. Amen. Just him, him showing up, being in the room. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the, say this word with me, promise of the Father. It's a capital P. We want to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Amen? <clears throat> Amen. So again, this baptism, that, that word, we know this word, we teach it, we, we do it this way, we baptize here. It is a full immersion of. Now we're not distance my if they sprinkle or did some of those things, but the biblical word for baptize is a full immersion of. And so, again, they, they know this. He just said, he said, John was going around truly baptizing people, and he was putting them fully under the water. But there is someone, there is a promise that's coming who wants to fully immerse you in his presence. Amen. And in the Spirit of God. And so he comes down. And this is what I love. This was a promise from the Father to his church. Now, th I, I want this word, man, it, just, it has just hit me this week. Because this is what scripture says about the word promise. His promises are yes and amen. Come on. They're yes and amen to you. And so this is what I want you to see. The coming of Pentecost, the presence of the Holy Spirit coming onto the scene. Not only does he show up, but he doesn't just show up so we have a good church service. Which we do, but I'm, and I'm thankful for that. And again, some churches you go to, not as excited. And uh, we should be, man, because again, what, what the Holy Spirit has done for us. Praise God, amen. He has done so much for us. But this is what I want you to think about this morning. I want you to think about the promises of God 
are promises that you can trust. You can trust him. And this is, this is one of those things. I mean, I love this because trusting, it can be hard sometimes. It can, man. It, it's just, just get real. That it, it can be very hard. Um, I, my pers- me, me personally, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me right now, okay? I can forgive real easy. I can't, man. I, things have happened. So I'm like, how, do you, how do you keep doing? How are you still hanging? Or what are you? I, f- I can forgive very easily. But this is my struggle. Uh, trust. Yeah, thank you. Somebody's like, oh, I got you, bro. I'm with you. It, it's hard. It's, if someone has betrayed that, it takes time sometimes. But this is the beautiful thing. It, it can be rebuilt. It can be. Like, you know, if, you, if, you, again, if you've been in a situation, trust has been broken, that's been hurt. Again, it can be. So, again, but I believe forgiveness can happen so much quicker. Amen. And I believe that is the opening to a place of trust. Amen. It's, it is. When you forgive, that is the thing that opens the door for you to be able to trust someone again. But this is what I want you to see today about Pentecost and about the Holy Spirit. This was a promise that God brings. And this is the thing about him. We can trust his promises. Like he didn't, he didn't tell them. He didn't say a lot, man, he's going to send you the promise. He's going to send you someone and it never happened. Like it, it did. And and I don't know, maybe some of you like, well, bro, this happened for me. He said this to me, but I haven't seen it yet. You can trust him. I promise you, you can trust him. He will not break his promises to you. He, he, he is faithful to the end. You can trust him. You can trust every word that he speaks. And this is what I know about my God. If he said it, he'll do it. Amen. If he spoke it, he'll, he'll bring it to pass for you. You'll see it in your life. And so, again, if, if some of you are holding on to some promises right now, get ready. Harvest time. His promises are coming to you, and they're yes, and they're amen. They're amen. Come on, give God praise for that promise that's going to come. <clears throat> amen. 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 Mm. Tell you never say he'll do what he says he'll do. He'll do exactly what he says he'll do. And this is what he said. He said that he's going to send to you the promise of the Father. Um, he, he is going to send to you that promise. Now, uh, there, there are some different words about that promise helper, that promise comforter. It's, where, it's the word parakleta. It's where we, we get someone who's going to come along and be beside you and with you. It, it's neat because like, if you look at the translations of those words in Scripture, when you see these things, there are several translations for this same word about the promise that's going to be coming. There are some places you see it as a comforter. Some places you're going to see that as a helper. Some places you see it as a counselor or an advocate. The message says that he's a friend. And I was like, well, which one is it? Because I'm like, I want to dig in. I want to make sure I'm teaching it right. I don't want to mess it up. I started looking at Greek and I was like, I don't want to screw this thing up, God. And it's like, this is the answer. He's all the above. Because sometimes I just need a friend. Serious man, you just need someone, and there, there's sometimes you need advice. He's a counselor to you. Some, sometimes you need someone to represent you. 
and just to be there. Sometimes you just need help, man, and you just need somebody to show up. But this is what he said. The Holy Spirit will come, and he is all of them to us. And so the promise of the Holy Spirit coming to the church was fulfilled on Pentecost, and the promise is still true today, that when he speaks it, you can stand on it. You can trust him for it. So again today, I just want to build your faith to let you know, listen, if God has spoken something in your heart, get ready. Amen. Expect it. Begin to believe for it. Begin to step out for it. Begin to trust it. Look for it. Don't doubt that it's going to happen. Start looking for when it's going to take place. Start getting ready. Noah started building an ark way before it rained because he learned to trust the voice of God and do what he said to do. Amen. So start building an ark. Start doing whatever it is that you got to do to get ready for what God wants to give you. Amen. And so it's called a promise. I'm thankful for the promises. Amen. Whew. Pentecost brings a promise. Second thing. Pentecost brings, they all start with P today, by the way. It's kind of cool how that, when that happens. I'm kind of like, did you plan that? No, he, he planned that. He told, this is how he gave it to me. But the second one is this, is power. Come on, amen. Power, there is, it, it's, it's available. It's there. We, Scott's been, he's helping build our house. Man, the guy's amazing. It's been killing it. We're dealing with uh, Lawrence Electric. And uh, so, again, they've been great. And, and what they have done is this. They have brought out a big old box that's sitting over off to the side of our driveway, and the power is available. Come on. I mean, they, you, you can hurt yourself. If you don't know what to do, amen, you, you got to be very careful. So people, you know, that, that you, but it's, it's all available, but you got to tap into that stuff. And we have a house that, I don't know, 75 feet from this, but I don't know how many feet that is. You, your mind is better than mine. And it was so much further from that. But the guys came out of the day, they dug a trench, they went up the driveway, they cut across the driveway, and they're taking the power from the box to the house. but it still has to be activated. Now, this is the truth. The Holy Spirit brought power to the earth. But if you're not tapped into that, it don't matter how powerful he is. It does not matter. I mean, it, there can be so much available to you, but if you never tap into that, you miss out and you're sitting there in the dark. You're sitting there powerless, and there is so much available to you. And so, again, this is what he brought. He brought from heaven to earth not just a promise, but he brought power with him when he came to the earth. And this is what he said. This is the, Verse 8, let's jump down. He says this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Holy Spirit, man, is powerful. He, he's, he has way more power than we're operating in right now. I mean, like, if, if we really, like, tapped into the power that was available to us, it'd be like Michael J. Foss on Back to the Future when he, he plugs in the amplifier of the guitar. If you don't know that movie, don't watch it. I'm not a, but he just he turns, strikes the guitar and gets shot back across the room because there's so much power. Man, there's so much power available to us today. And he said, you shall receive it. Now, we're experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit in this church. Many of you are, are experiencing that personally in your life. And again, I, I, I love that. But I, this is my prayer. This is my heart. Because again, this is what I believe God wants for us. More power. 
I just think he wants to like, just like, just crank up. That sounded pretty good, didn't it? Thank you, man. Amen. Just, he wants to release that into your, into your life. Now, again, this is what happens. Pentecost is the release of power to the church. Now, I think it was Grace preaching last week, bringing some stuff. I think she actually said this word in her message that, that this word, when we see this word power, it is the word, it is the word dunamis. When you see power, it's where we get our word dynamite from. Now, I'm not going to say who this was, but it's past week, um, last week, I, there was someone who, who I was on at their property, and so again, protecting folks. And, uh, and we were on their property, and they took me over, and they said, hey, PT, they said, let, let me show you something. And we, we go over there, and there's a big old stump, and right beside the big massive hole, and half the stump is gone. I was like, all right, dude, what happened there? And they said, dynamite. <laughs> I said, all righty then. Okay, and I was like, well, okay. And so he was like, dynamite did that. And I was like, all right, okay, I'm concerned now. And, uh, but, but the true story. True story, I could take you and show you this. And, uh, but I, was, I got to thinking about that. What if the church operated in the dunamis, the dynamite power that was available to them, what we could destroy? Amen. We're seeing today, listen, there's an uprising from a minority. Yeah. We really are. We're seeing an uprising from a minority coming in, and they're getting so unified, they're getting in one passion. They're one accord. It works on both sides. One accord, one passion. They get together. And what's happening in a lot of places, they're, they're, they're so much louder, and there's so few of them compared to the true church. But listen, this is what happens. When we get together in one accord, with one passion, with one mind, and we begin to release the power of God, and it's going to blow up some stuff. And I ain't talking about people. I'm talking about the darkness, the principalities, all of those things. It's going to destroy the darkness when we release and operate and walk in the power that God has given us. Amen? And so, again, that is available to you. And so, again, if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, you're more powerful than you think you are. Amen. You are more powerful than you think you are. I could talk more about this, but we're going to keep rolling for time. Amen. Secondly, or secondly, power. Thirdly, this is what it releases. Not only the promise to us, not only the power to us, this also releases to the church its purpose. Its purpose. This is what happens. Again, I want to keep reading in, in, in Acts 1.8. We see that first part again, that we receive power when the Holy Spirit has come. And then this, he said, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Wow. Now, we talk about the go of the Great Commission often. And I think it's so powerful about, man, like, go into the world. Go and do this. But I don't, did, you check, did you check this? Did your spirit get connected to what he said? Not just go, but to be. He says, this is what happens. When you come, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be witnesses. Now, this is wild word because a, a witness is, is not just, like, if you go to court, you've been in a situation like that, they, they say, we're not going to call them up to witness. 
They say, call up the first witness. It's not just something you do. It's something you are. And this is what he said. He said, you shall be this. This word is wild because when you see that word witness, it's the word martus. And it's where we get our word today, martyr. So this is what the Holy Spirit will do in your life. He will cause you to be for him something that you cannot be on your own. I'm telling you, like if, if, if today you're, like, you're struggling, like if some of you, maybe you've been in this church thing for a little while. Maybe you're checking it out. You're like, man, I want to do this. I want to follow him. I, I really do. I want victory over this struggle that I have in my life right now. I can't find it. You're not going to be able to do this on your own. But it is what the Holy Spirit brings to you. And it's what he makes you. And so this is what he said. This is what he, he, he said. He said that you will be this. And the Spirit of God comes for, upon your life. And so what this does today for us, it produces for us our purpose. And, and I, I'm, listen, I, I want to come against the lie of the enemy right now that would speak to many, even in this room, that say, man, you're not that valuable. There's not that much that you can do for this kingdom. You're just barely going to survive. Now, listen, I want you. I want to tell you this today. God's called you to be a witness for him. And his Holy Spirit will produce this in your life. Amen. Now, what do we die to today? We just, we just talked about this Wednesday. Oh, man, God's timing. And we've been in Corinthians for like 10 years, it feels like. But we've been there, man, and we were talking about, about the, the, the things that Paul had been through and what he struggled with. And we were talking about, man, like willing to lay down your life, willing to go through all the stuff. And Adam mentioned it. So, it was so cool what he said. Go back and watch Wednesday. He's like, sometimes maybe I feel like, man, because I'm not having to do that physically. Man, am I really fulfilling my purpose? And, and it just kind of hit me, and we talked about this. And I, I said something along the words of, listen, this is what we need to be willing to. We, you may never have to. You may. That's encouraging, I know. But, but this is what you can die to today. You can die to self. You can die to pride. You can die to say, man, I can do this without God. You can die to that because it's a lie. You need him now more than ever. You, you, you can die to your will. And like Jesus say, God, your will is greater. Father, your will is better than mine. Not my will, but yours be done. And be willing to lay your whole life down for the gospel. Again, what does that look like today? The Holy Spirit will show you. But he'll release in you your purpose, your plan that he has for your life. But this, is, this has been happening for years. This has like been going back so many years. Like I just pulled a couple back, back in Emperor Nero in, in 60 AD, shortly after again Jesus goes. He was lighting his garden with the bodies. It's brutal, but it's true. Of those who were laying their life down for the gospel. But I thought about it, man, and it would just hit me. But every time we lay our life down for the gospel, we shine light. It may not be physically. You may not have to physically do that. Hope you don't. But every time we lay our life down for the gospel, we shine light in darkness. And man, I tell you, it just hit me. Nate Saint, um, missionary to Ecuador in 1956, himself, Jim Elliott, several others. Were missionaries lost their life for the gospel. And this was a quote that he says. He said, people who do not know the Lord ask why in the world we waste our lives as missionaries. 
they forget that they too are spending their lives. And when the bubble is burst, they will have nothing of eternal significance to show for the years they have wasted. And listen, we learned this last week and we're learning it today. Our purpose and our mission, it doesn't have to be overseas. Because this is what the gospel starts. He says, start in Jerusalem. Start at home. God's called you to be a missionary in your house, in this church, in our community, in your family. And then when we do this, man, listen, we are, we are fulfilling the purpose that God has for us. So listen, it produces power, it produces promise, produces purpose for us. And fourthly, this is my favorite, and I loved all the other ones. It produces presence. It produces presence. John 14, 16 through 18, from our main text. I'm going to read this to you again. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you, and I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Listen, once you encounter the presence of the Holy Spirit, nothing else will do. And there, there are some, there, there are some today, like you're searching for things, like you're looking for something, you're, you're trying your best to find it, you're searching in places that will never satisfy. And again, it doesn't mean like that you're a bad person, you're looking at bad things. But listen, it is the presence of God, it is the power of the Holy Spirit that comes into our life. And I love Pentecost, man. I love what it produces for us. The promise that came when he walked into the room, the, the power that he brought with him, the fulfillment of a purpose that he has for each of us. But you know what I love more than any of it? Is we get him. We get his presence. And I want you to stand, and as you stand, I want you just to take a moment. I'm going to ask you, if you would, just to close your eyes today and just ask the Holy Spirit today, as we always ask him, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? What are you saying right now to me? What do you want to do in my life? And this is what I love about Pentecost. Man, again, I love this. There are so many other things that Pentecost produces. I, I, I love to hear what the Holy Spirit gives you. Spend some time with Him this week. Ask Him, man, what else did the Holy Spirit bring? What else did Pentecost produce? Write it down. Post it on your, on your media. Send it to me. I, I love to hear it. But these are four this morning. Again, they're so powerful. And the first one, again, is just this. It is a promise. And so I want to ask you today, is there something you're holding on to? Pentecost produces that promise in your life. Today, do you need power? Are you struggling trying to get free from something? Do you need something from the Lord? Are you trying to do something? You, you, can't, you can't do this on your own. But His presence will do this. It will produce and give you power that you need. Since that, I feel that so strong. Thirdly, is it purpose? Are you looking for answers? Are you trying to figure out what's next? What do I do? What does it look like? What does life look like for me? Pentecost produced that. He brings that to you. Fourthly, this morning is this. It's his presence. So this is what I know about God's word. That as we gather in his name, as we come together in one passion, one accord, he's here. He is here. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, I know most of you in this room. 
But let me tell you something. There's somebody who knows you way better. He knows you so well. He knows what you need today. And it's available. It's available. It's like that big box beside my driveway. It's there. Tap in. Oh, come on, tap in. If you don't know him this morning, he's, he's a savior, he's a deliverer. He brings salvation to your life. And as our worship team ministers in song right now, I want to invite you to do this today. If you need today, and you want to encounter Pentecost today, and all it is is him. It's him. So don't let anything, any person who's maybe messed up that for you. It's him. And so this is how I want us to do Pentecost Sunday this, today. This is how I feel like on my heart. If you want more of his presence, I want to invite you just to come right now. If you want more of his presence in your life, I just want to invite you to come. And I don't want you to wait until they start singing and then kind of ease in there. I want you to, I mean, step out and walk right now. Come, right? Just come on. Don't wait. If you want more of him, because this is what I feel. Yeah, just come. This is what I feel in my heart. This is what I feel today. We get his presence. We get the power. Come on, we get the promise. We get the purpose. We get the fulfillment of all those things when we get Him. And so if you want, if you want Him today, I just want you to again to just come and just as some are already doing, just begin to lift up your hands, lift up your heart. You can stand, you can kneel, you can walk in this room right now. But as the worship team just now ministers in song, you guys go ahead and begin to just release worship in this place. And as they come, I just want you again, if you just want more of Him today in your life, I want us, and it, don't have, it, it may not be everybody in this room, but I want everybody who comes to get in one passion right now. I want you to get in one passion right now. Yeah, right now, your one passion or one focus. And we say, God, we want more of you. We want you today. We want your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Altar team, minister as the Holy Spirit leads you. Prayer warriors, minister as the Holy Spirit leads you. But each person in this room, just let the presence of God pursue him. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.